This podcast is Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Border Loans on the Black Tastic Podcast Network, the podcast dedicated to all things Queen Sugar. Follow us on Twitter at B Border Loans and Instagram at Bourbon and Border Loans. We have a good time on there. Y'all should check it out. I'm Jabri. I'm joined by Janae, Shanice, and Corey. What's up, y'all? What's hey. Up? hey, 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 hey. Cool. We got a lot to discuss this week, so let's dive right in. I'll do a quick overview and then we'll dig into it. David Allen Greer finally shows up. You know, we speculated and speculated about who he could be. This week we find out. Nova gets confronted by her siblings. Um, Ralph Angel, Charlie, and Hollywood. You know, <laughs> they try to protect on Vi. They try to figure out, you know, how they're going to keep the book out of her hands. Michael returns with a new look. We get a peek into <laughs> we get a peek into the romantic lives of uh, a couple of the characters that we still enjoy watching. Uh, you know, we see Charlie's boo, we see uh, uh, Ralph Angel with a new interest, we see Darla with a new interest. Mm-mm. Even you know, Micah sees his girl after after a while. He's been gone for the summer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the show kicks off. Uh, Charlie and Ralph Angel and. Ralph Angel asked the question that we've all been asking ourselves ever since we heard what Nova put in the book. How could she do this to Blue? Yeah, so um, so we start off, Charlie and Ra are debriefing at the farm. Of course, Ra didn't follow instructions, as we predicted. Um, he went on ahead and just read the chapter about Blue. Apparently, it was called uh, Moments in Blue. Is that what it was? Um, and so Charlie and Ra are kind of bonding, and it's really interesting to see Charlie and Ra with this, you know, new tight knit relationship. And I feel like she's kind of filling the gap that Nova used to fill. Um, and because she really proclaims to him, look, I got you. And so I thought that was a really sweet moment. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're at uh, Vi's Prize Pies and Diner. Hollywood is in the back reading the book, supposed to be at the register, not following instructions. Vi's checking up on him. And so he's all disheveled trying to hide the book. He ends up putting it on a shelf. We know Vi gonna find that book, but neither here nor there. He didn't do. He didn't do. He wasn't committed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Ra, I guess at this point, he cautions Blue. You know, when you go out there, just remember I love you, because he feels like somebody gonna say something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he pulls up on Nova uh, against Charlie's instructions again. Ra, Ra went rogue. Nova initially, you know, she doesn't regret it. She doesn't feel, doesn't seem to be particularly remorseful. She eventually admits that she should have told him, which is an understatement. And Raj just not having it. You know, she's essentially delusional. She t- <laughs> he tells her, if you didn't, if we didn't have the same mom and daddy, I'd call you the son of a bitch. You Woo! acting like right now. That hurt. Um, after that. We're back at Vi's Prize Pies. Charlie is, you know, conversing with Ra in Hollywood. They're scheming and plotting, trying to figure out how they're going to stop this book from coming out. Hollywood says that he's going to break the news to Vi. But we also learn after Ra leaves that he doesn't know that Nova wrote about Darla. We see now that Ra has taken Blue to a party at a Chuck E. Cheese Discovery Zone adjacent type place. Um, and we Celebration <laughs> station. Celebration. Jeepers. Jeepers. And we Jeepers. run into Disha and Joa again. Disha and Ra begin to talk and she mentions that uh, Joa wants a play date with Blue. I don't know if I believe her. I think she wants a play date with Ralph Angel. <laughs> <laughs> but they decide to, uh, you know, in their, in their break of time, they decide to go take a walk. Micah is back. And as we previously mentioned, he has a new look. Um, you know, giving us some beard game, giving us some locks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we found out that he spent his summer in Paris. And so um, apparently he had a transformative time. And um, then we see Disha and Ralph Angel taking a walk in the mall, learning about each other, talking about life on the farm, got their little Starbucks lemonade. We find out that Disha is a public defender. And at first, I thought that was going to be a deal breaker for Ralph Angel because he doesn't look pleased at first. Ultimately, they decide to 
you know, do this again. Um, and so what happens next? Leon Lonnie Love, David Allen Greer, still making his way down the road, hits a barbecue joint. And he's going on and on about how someone he used to know now owns a restaurant. And so it's that he, vibe. Yeah, he's real cool, though, isn't he? He's real isn't he? cool he's and sweet, nice and pleasant. He's and a little creepy. It, a little snaky. A little, a little snaky to yeah, me. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, no, he's a little snaky every here. Time, every time a man tried to be nice to a woman, he's snaky. He, he wasn't snaky it to was, the it woman. Was he was just snaky generally. Giving me snaky. He seemed pretty pleasant, though. I mean, the people yeah. responding to I mean, him no, he were responding to him. They were responding to him positively. You yeah. Know? I think people were like, oh, this guy's cool. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he wasn't unpleasant to the people. He just had a snaky aura about him. Okay. Yeah. Definitely snaky aura. Um, next, Bob clearly finds the book as expected. And she, you know. Hollywood don't know I'm by nosy. I mean, like, he got to do a little bit better is. than that. I mean, he could have put it behind a plant. Or something. He could have, you know, I mean, but on the shelf, Hollywood, <laughs> sir. Um, a mess. Micah and Kiki are out. I don't know if those were some of his old classmates from the private school, but some, you know, little white kids that he used to know. Um, and one of the white guys makes a comment about he don't watch Black Panther too many times because he got the locks and I guess it's the whole look and Mike is not really with it. And so he promptly uh, hands him out a fade. And so a fight ensues. We take a break from there. Roz pulling up at Darla's to drop off Blue. He walks up on Darla. She's just finishing up her date and catches them in a passionate embrace and kiss. Ralph Angel and Darla end up having a really good, meaningful conversation um, where they ultimately wish each other well. And so I thought that was a really, really sweet moment between them. And they're doing really good in this co-parenting life, even though they're, you know, not together. They have their own love interests, but, you know, they 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 still want each other to be happy. And so that was sweet. Yeah. Charlie, at this point, has just had enough and she decides that it's time to talk to Nova. Um, so she says, bump the element of surprise. She pulls up on Nova, lets her know, listen, sis, I'm ready for you now. <laughs> and Nova is not particularly remorseful. And anyway, that conversation leaves uh, or ends with Charlie leaving in tears. She rips up the little sister portrait and heads on out the door. We see Vi finally sit down to read the book and she is livid. You can see the steam coming out of her ears. And David Allen Greer finally makes it to his destination. Apparently it's St. Joe's. And we find out the mystery man is none other than the infamous Jimmy Dale. Yeah, Vi's ex-husband Jimmy Dale, the... I guess he used to beat her. I mean, they, yeah, they, talk they didn't about, really have a positive relationship. Yeah, no. So I know it's not funny or supposed to be funny, but did anyone else laugh when he goes, Dale? Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Dale. Dale. <laughs> like, Bond. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I really just cannot take him seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, the melodrama, you know, it's like, it's, it's done with a bit of a wink. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, dun, dun, dun. He's I mean, like, you know, it's like you may as well heard dun, dun, dun after exactly. he said that, you know. That's, no, like, really. Oh, it was no, cool, though. I'm just passing through town. Like, oh, okay. I mean, he seems very charismatic, and I could possibly see why, you know, he's, the women seem to like him. We you know clearly know from his past relationship with Vi that, you know, there's some... You know, there's some darkness there. So, yeah, and why are that? you here? Like, what are you doing? So, I would like to know. Are we trying to come to rekindle things? Trying to, you know, work work on their past issues. Just, I mean, Hollywood just, uh-huh. if he yes. yeah. but he don't can, know Hollywood just, exists. So. As he can, men do nah, when he it's go- too late, when the ship has sailed. Now you come, now you show up. If he can Google the restaurant, he can Google her marital status. Okay. I mean, you know uh, what who, who's out here Googling marital statuses, bro? <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> if you Google <laughs> If you Google and Vi, then you Google and Vi. You know, exactly. you might have got that from word of mouth, bro. The man, so, I, uh, Jimmy so Dale ain't using Google. Would also bro. tell you so that where did Jimmy Dale even here? come from? If Jimmy Dale ain't using Google, I can tell like, you that. Like what part of the from. country? What part of the country is Jimmy Dale coming from? Mississippi somewhere, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled up in that Cadillac. He ain't come from too far. So I mean, like, so the way that he behaves across the entire episode is at odds with what we know of him. Exactly. You know, like but he's is all, it though? he's super nice. And cool and and helpful and and like extra charming. Like yo, I try to support. I try to support local businesses and you know mm, mm, these ribs, mm, so good. <laughs> you know, like you know, hyping everybody up, making everybody feel good about themselves as as he goes about his day, getting closer and closer to St. Joe's. And then we find out, you know, that he's Jimmy Dale, who we've heard nothing but bad things about. But I feel like in the past, Vi has mentioned as much that. Jimmy Dale when she first like she said she fell head over heels in love with him and I feel like a lot of guys who have those 
different sides about them. Like they can flip that switch and they can be just as charismatic and as sweet and as complimentary. But if you do something that doesn't fit into whatever little box they want to keep you in, that's when they flip that other switch. And so I don't know. He It was almost he was laying it on a little too thick because it's like, sir, I know you have another side to you. I'm but we don't right. know that. We don't we, know. We absolutely we don't, know. We don't it. know what circumstances caused whatever incident they Are had. Enough you for Ernest implying? to run him out of town. I'm, what I'm implying is that we don't know what circumstances caused whatever incident they had. So we can't rush to judgment until we have all the details. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't. I don't like to judge people. So I got all the details. I don't know. I would like to know exactly what happened, but I mean, we do know that there was some violence involved, and, and mm-hmm. we know that you know there's never any acceptable circumstances. So we know that Jimmy Dale is not the type of dude that we're going to uh, be behind in the end. But it, it will be interesting to see how he cultivates these relationships. Like yeah. we've seen him be very charming, yes. right? So like maybe that's how he endears himself. Yeah. And then when somebody hears Jimmy Dale beat somebody, bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't mm-hmm. believe that. Not not Jimmy Dale, the mayor. You know, right. everybody's uncle Jimmy Dale. I mean, tail is old as time. Yeah, you know. Jimmy Dale gave me sleazy energy from the jump, so. I don't know. Is that just David Allen Greer's performance? I mean, because he was nice. And everybody. He was nice. But everybody thought he was nice. Like, I feel like you're adding something to it, like, that you know. That wasn't there. You think so? That wasn't there. In the performance. Maybe. Maybe, but, but I just maybe, and that's but that's exactly what it felt like—a performance, like when he right, was, and that's exactly what it like when he was talking to the lady. It wasn't that he said anything crazy or whatever, but it's yeah. just like he knows how to say the right things, yeah. and he can pick up on that energy. He got a thousand little comments. Well, he's, 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 he's a smooth talker. Yeah, yeah, he's a smooth talker. Yeah, Love. He gonna be Leon Lonnie Love. I feel like I feel like the acting was so good there that he was supposed like we were supposed to feel like a sleazy nice guy. Okay. He did I feel like what that's he was what supposed, supposed to do. To get. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see where that goes. One of the other, um, I guess, not even like one of the other. This is the main thing that happened this week mm-hmm. is that Nova actually gets confronted by her siblings this week. She should have got slapped first by Ralph Angel <laughs> and then by Charlie. What do you think of her conversation with Ralph Angel? It doesn't get any less baffling to me as we go through the season that. She really did not tell them ahead of time. And she's confused as to why they are reacting the way they're reacting when they had no idea. First of all, that you even put it in there. But they they had no idea. Like, why would you? I can't say that enough. Why did you think it was a good idea to not tell them? Well, I can, I'm sure. And I think she hinted at this. Like, basically, there's no way that if she had told them that she would get the approval from all of them to put that stuff in there. So what? So she doesn't really have any other options if she's going to write the book. If, they, if she asked for permission, they're going to say no. I mean, agreed. But now that she done wrote the book and it's headed to print, and now she's like, oh, snap. Like, yes, yeah, sis, you messed up. Like, the reaction that she's getting and, and everything that she was afraid of, now she can't do anything to rectify it, and she wants to. And when she had a chance to do it, she was scared to tell him anyway. So it's like you kn- she knew it was a bad idea and did it anyway, and now she wants to take it back. It doesn't make any sense to me. This is like delusional yeah. to the like the umpteenth degree. I don't get it. You said she was con- she's acting confused. I'm not sure that she's confused. I think she knows exactly what she's doing, and I yeah. really feel like there's like this – savior complex that she has like she really feels like she's saving somebody or doing some type of 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 valuable work and i think it's very narcissistic and i don't understand why she thinks that she's just wait she, she, so you're saying she couldn't have a bigger plan for this book um like how's that impact why does that have to be narcissistic what, because she thinks that she is the one that can bring everyone to justice and everyone to truth and and it's noble sure but it's like why do you think that by telling my business and, and exposing me to the world in this way that that's the way to truth and to power like why don't you if, if that's if truth and power is your is your method expose yourself why are you taking it upon yourself to t- to share my truth well she did think- expose some herself but also even outside of that having a bad plan doesn't make one narcissistic so no it doesn't but what i'm saying is i i i don't feel like she is confused about what she has done i feel like she knows exactly what she's doing and she's using her family like like again i'll reference the first episode she says truth is sacrifice so i feel like she knows exactly what she's doing and i feel like she she does yeah she knows what she's doing but she 
she's acting like she doesn't understand why people aren't seeing it her way. Like, don't you see what I'm trying to do? And everybody's supposed to be like, yes, sis, I, you know, I completely get it. And no, this yeah. it just doesn't make it. This is illogical. Like she, she refuses to take her own intention out of the out of the equation and see what she's actually done. Yeah, I would like, be interested in her process maybe a little bit. Like, what did she think was going to happen? I don't, I don't get it. Right. Like, I can I, Every time yeah. I try to work my way through it, and I don't understand how we got here. Yeah, I can't I mean, imagine that it's sense. genuine surprise, and it doesn't seem like she's willing to forfeit her relationships with her family. It seems like right. She wants to still be cool, it seems and she like don't it still understand why. Like, it's, it's well. I think, you know, sometimes I think when you do things, maybe you, you can't anticipate totally, you know, what reaction you get. Maybe she wrote the thing and she's like, all right, people are going to be a little upset about this. Once I talk to them and explain it to them, they'll see the, the, the way what was going on. And right, and she and she hints to that in the, well, not hints to it, she says it like throughout the thing. She's like, well, we can talk to Micah about this. Then he'll understand it. Or I can talk to such and such about this and then they'll understand it. She thinks that she can explain her rationale for why she did what she did and people will... Will will take it better. So that's that that's kind of her her reasoning behind writing the the book and and asking for permission later. That is her reasoning. I don't know why she feels like that's adequate. I think that's how most people do in life, right? But like for example, even just going back to the blue thing, <laughs> and e- you know, even that's with her do. offer to explain everything to blue, like suppose right, me as suppose me Ralph Angel as his dad, I don't want to have that conversation with Blue right now. Right. So but you why are is that forcing my hand? To do that, not even do it, period, but to do it now. Because mm-hmm. now I have to circumvent whatever reaction is going to come from this book that is coming out imminently, weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I have to try to navigate that and make sure he hears it from me and not from the world. And now you're making me have that conversation sooner than I would have anticipated doing it. Why would you do that? Who was that for? I mean, she she defends herself with... When were you going to tell him? It's not your business. <laughs> it's not your business, it's not girl. Your business. Well, you going to lie to Blue all his right. life? Right. Maybe, it's not your business. Maybe I was. Maybe, perhaps. Yeah, so like, yeah, Nova was, she did not disappoint me this week. <laughs> and exactly your how. Your prediction was right. <laughs> and exactly how disappointing she was. Like, all of her answers were just so disappointing. It's like, Subpar. it was like she hadn't contemplated any of these issues. Wait, did she, it was did she give a chance? She didn't give a chance to give most of her answers. Yes, she did. And I would just like to go on record and say, again, for the third time, <laughs> that Nova is trash. Yeah. That's she, it. She tried to justify it by suggesting Blue should already know. I mean, what is what, seven? Stop lying to the little man. And <laughs> keep it 100. <laughs> I thought that uh, Ralph Angel handled his part in that argument very well. Yeah. Like, you know, you would expect him to be very angry and maybe even like knock some shit over or something. He, he did. Which he did. Oh, he did knock some shit over? He, 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 he broke some okay. shit. Okay. He threw the, he threw the uh, okay. book at the, at okay. the picture. Yeah, okay. knocked over the frames and everything. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't just the anger. Yeah. He laid bare his hurt. Oh, yeah, he articulated himself well, too. Yeah, that was very important, you know, like like from a character perspective, from her little brother to be like, you hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't just piss me off. Right. No, you hurt me. You hurt my son. Yeah. You know, like, you need to hear this from me and not just me coming here and rage on you mm-hmm. because you're prepared for that. You know, like, you know, you were bored alone. That's how Portland loans handle conflict. <laughs> you know, they rage at each other. Right. But, you know, but he expressed, you know, how much you hurt me, Nova. And I, I appreciated that from Ralph Angel. Yeah, definitely. I just, I don't know. And all, that, that publicist, I don't like her one bit. Like, at first I was just kind of indifferent to her, but she, I feel like she's just, I feel like she's she, stirring up mess. Yeah, she she's messy and she's trying to reduce I mean, you can see what her goal is. Like, she wants to, she wants to sell books. You know, she that's has, her job. One hundred percent, that is her job. But I feel like, you know, at me, what cost? With me being invested in the family, I don't care nothing about this publicist. I don't care nothing about these books that Nova trying to sell. If me as a viewer, you know, being invested in the feelings and the and the well being of this family, and Nova even, you know, even though it's too late, trying to express to her that you know my family isn't dealing with this well. Yeah. You know, is there anything, you know, any opportunity? For for me to kind of go back, review, smooth things out. And she's just like, well, you know, you know, when authors get successful, you know, families sometimes yeah. can't 
come along for the ride. And hey, you know, there you this, go. Everybody can't come to the top with you. But we, but, but we know it's not that star. simple. Like yeah. this isn't a matter of jealousy or people not wanting no. her to see her be wanting her to be great. Right. You know, I don't. That's not a problem at all. I think they want her star to shine as bright as it can, but not at our expense. Like yeah. don't you hey, know? If your reality makes you not like me, I mean that's that's on you. you it's not my reality that doesn't make you make me like you. It's you telling my business. <laughs> Like that's the piece, like that's the piece that's that I feel like we're missing. Right. It's not so much that people are in denial about the truth. It's that you don't get to take it upon yourself to make all of that information public. Like that's a line. Wait, 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 wait hold up, hold up, hold up. So in most books, right? People write tell all books. So people just write books that are informative and where they're giving stories where the other parties have not consented to this information. That's in the majority of books, right? And other parties all the time feel some kind of way about it, but that's what it is, right? Anytime you write a book, you're probably going to be telling somebody's business. Okay. And at what point is that okay? Uh, have you? Do you have problem with other tell-all books? Are you anti-tell-all books? I'm trying to lose my number. Like, all right. But I'm not... I I would definitely understand people having an issue with their business being told but I also feel like the way that Nova told these stories is different than other tell-all books like Melissa Ford's book is talking about her sexual encounters with people or whatever right Nova's book is talking about character A and character B that doesn't involve her at all okay so all right. like that's, a that's a difference yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a difference for sure and I mean even beyond that like I'm sure Melissa Ford wasn't expecting to be cool with them after that either like right. I'm t- like if you if that's the route we're going whatever but don't expect us to you know be shooting the breeze after that like we have beef <laughs> at this <laughs> point like we're not cool like it's messed up the publicist part i think that was very well done because the publicist really focuses on what ralph angel's fears are yeah she says exactly. oh you're the famous ralph angel and mm-hmm. i want to slap her like you know like ralph angel is afraid that people Wait. are going to be you know that people are going to get an opinion of him yeah. without meeting him. Yeah. You know, like that he's going that his story is gonna go far and wide. Like Panama But she said, had a positive opinion of him though. No, like Panama said last week. Bullshit. <laughs> she walked <laughs> in the, she bullshit. walked in the door on she that bullshit. No, no. That was shade. No. Shade. No. Shade. No. It was not shade. That was definitely shade. No, it was not shade. We're definitely we're, de- we're definitely tripping out. So now no. because all right, like, so we're you letting don't have it, yeah, I do. That was definitely um, shady. But like But like Panama said last week, you know, when he wrote his story, the problem is that People get to form opinions about your loved ones, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's exactly what happened with the publicist and Ralph Angel. Now, you think that she had affinity for Ralph Angel? Like, yeah, so like- I think right now the people in this room, not named Corey, have <laughs> um, allowed their hatred for Nova to like um, take over how they view every interaction instead of viewing them in a genuine way. The lady walks in, she's like, yo, I just read about you. Like... I thought your story was was you know whatever. I thought it was sad. It touched my heart. That you know that was a, a interesting story. Like where is the shade? You think she's you trying want, to shade this man because his want, kid ain't his? You want yeah. pity? You want pity for somebody you don't know? You want somebody to come around? She just said, "I read your story. Right. I feel for you." That was, I don't like, necessarily maybe, maybe shade, shade is not the right word. She but may I as well have patted him like, on the head. She may as well have patted him on the head and said, "Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a little patronizing. It was a little patronizing because at the end because at the end of the day." Uh, Ralph Angel's entire, his whole story, everything that he's worked so hard to transcend, it was just, re- oh, I cried twice. Lady, what? Like, what? Like, and that's literally everything that Ralph Angel has tried to escape. It's just being put out, you know, c- But that's the point of the book, though, I mean, right? so to that point, I don't but think- But that should so, be for him to, to So decide. I don't think she was being nah, malicious. I don't think she was being Sometimes I gotta help, I gotta help you, with, I gotta help you help yourself. I don't think, come on. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think she was being malicious, but I do think that she is a representation of what the public is probably gonna think after reading that book or what they're likely absolutely, gonna gather from absolutely. it. And I don't think Ralph Angel is okay with that because what he's went through and what he's gone, like everything that he's- doing and has done you know it can't just be you can't tell that whole narrative in two or three chapters and people are going to get this limited view of him that isn't necessarily accurate that isn't you know doesn't really capture his whole you know his essence his growth and because i mean she didn't even say oh your story was riveting your story was you know stirring i was moved it was it's just heartbreaking that's all it was. It was heartbreaking, and it's like you don't get to see it. You don't see. It. You didn't see any triumph in it. Like where, maybe there the is a triumph. I read heartbreaking in, in stories real life, all the time. There is, though. No, I was reading a story 
about a homeless veteran, right, who is still homeless. And, like, people told his story. When I read it, I was like, oh, that's sad. Like, I feel bad for him, right? Um, and he hasn't triumphed yet, right? So there is no triumph to tell, right? But people Ralph can tell the their story. Well, right, they, Ralph right. got off. Ryan, Wait, Ryan so got there are all parole. kinds of other things in the book that we that we haven't even heard yet. There's stuff about Darla that Ralph hasn't read. That could Not be Nova's other. business. All t- terrible. But the, Awful. But the, there could, there, there, there's yeah. 300 pages worth of stuff in there. So there's it's, probably plenty of stories in there that we haven't ahead. Got. Let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Charlie's interaction with Nova and how it, it may have differed from her her uh, her interaction with Ralph Angel surrounding the book. So Charlie comes in after ignoring Nova's calls all day. You know, she she talks some shit to a couple people like, look at her calling. She she wants everything to be on her time. Mm-hmm. So she busts through the door like, I'm ready for you now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you think that that went versus how it went with Ralph Angel? I think it went kind of the same. I think that she was expressing how hurt she was that the book felt like a 300 pages of how much you hate your sister. Like we talked about in the last episode, um, it, it's more than just the critique of what Charlie did, but it, she added in like extra super color. super personal. Exactly, exactly. And I think that, I, I mean, I felt that. I feel like that that Charlie was very hurt and she expressed that. And not only was it personal, but, you know, she really conveyed to her, like, you don't understand what the consequences are, you know, after you put out something like this. And I know that she's specifically thinking of her relationship with Micah, who, you know, she's already, you know, they they don't really see eye to eye all the time. And, you know, he holds Nova in this high esteem and, you know, everything she says is practically gold. And while she's trying to find a way in with him, Honestly, and I think she's right, this book is probably going to drive a wedge between them if he decides to take, you know, take Nova's word and her interpretation of whatever Charlie's decided to do. And so she didn't think about that. Well, I don't know. She's planting those seeds intentionally. I don't know that she didn't think about that. She she put that book in Micah's hand later on. Yeah, that was not lost on me. It's not lost on me this episode how they focused on the fact that Micah has his own celebrity, right? Mm -hmm. So not only does Micah have his own celebrity and not only is he stepping more into activism, his there it's about to come out that his mom is like a total like what's the word? Not misogynist, but you know what I mean? Like she she's not as as for women's rights as she purported to be. And so now Micah That's one way of looking at it. Micah that's facts. I mean, no. I, I mean, mean, that's she, that's the percep- yeah, that's the perception that's, is going to be. Right. Yeah, that's not right. what I believe. This incident was kind of different. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. That's not what I believe. But that's that's the per- that's what the perception is going to be based on this book. Sure. So now Micah has his own celebrity. Micah is trying to be an activist, and now here his mom comes out, you know, with this whole narrative about what she did to the woman who was, you know, sleeping with his dad, and it's like he's going to definitely feel away. And like, unlike Blue, you know, we talk about Blue, you know, being hurt by finding out that Ralph Angel's not his real dad, but Micah can clearly read and so can all of his classmates <laughs> yeah so, and everyone else you know what so, i mean i wasn't i don't know maybe it's just me i wasn't so offended by what charlie did to the woman i i mean i, I wasn't offended I, I, by I, it, no. maybe i was lost i was like all right, i mean she did what she had to do in that moment like what else can she do? i mean like, what did she what she she first she leaked her name or something like that yeah, right yeah yeah so last week I, I was asking you guys you know was that accurate that she threatened her that she was you know but at the time she did that she thought that the lady was lying yeah. because davis was yeah. lying to her so yeah. she was acting on the information she had she right, wasn't just right. trying to attack this lady right right because like, once she knew the facts you know lady. she immediately she backed right. her. Yeah. once, once yeah. they got to the table and a girl hit her with the the, the recording or whatever right. then everything she changed. Changed. and donated to like, a charity right, in her name we out right i agree that it was wasn't that bad but i think that the way it's being spun in this book like charlie exactly. called her all types of names and all type of you know this and that and, and that's the mm-hmm. only narrative we're getting and we don't know about any of the other things right you know that went so, along with that. so charlie throws out the term uh defamation in this episode and libel. Mm-hmm. yeah and libel and uh libel is defamation in writing and um <laughs> come on lawyer the Thanks, thing lawyer. is you know it's no coincidence charlie sliding my dms <laughs> how much nova talks about that this is the truth, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and the truth is gonna set us all free. I'm sick of her. Okay, Nobel Peace Prize or something. Yeah. It's no coincidence yeah. that the number one defense to defamation is truth. Mm-hmm. As long as it's the truth, this is not defamation slash libel slash 
slander. Okay. So how does so, that? So the book is on the way then. <laughs> well, we saw in that you know conversation that Charlie was having with Romero, where he was essentially like, you know, like she's expressing to him like, oh, I, d- I need to fix it, and he's like, well, what if you can't? Like, what if right. this is just something you're gonna have to live through? Yeah. And that's when it finally starts to. I think that's the first you know seed that's planted of like, okay, maybe I need to go have a conversation with Nova and you know bump all this lawsuit stuff. Like, what if that don't work? And what if we just need to hash this out? Yeah, she sounded like she wanted to try to maybe talk Nova into not releasing the book, but then Nova was like, yeah, it's, it's too happening. late, bro. It's on the way. She's crazy. I can't do it. I really can't. <laughs> we, got, we got pre-orders for this she thing. She really is, yeah. yeah. Charlie came in mad, too, and then also expressed how much she was hurt. That was one thing Hold on, That was one thing I didn't like about Charlie. And, you know, I, I usually don't have That's anything bad. To, that's what, what I'm saying. I usually, I usually don't have anything bad to say about Charlie, but oh, she was on like... I'm going to talk to Nova when I want to. I'm going to ignore her calls and all this. Like, just go ahead and get it over with and get to the business. Like, She should have slapped her. I I wanted her to. Somebody. Nah. Gonna, it's going to happen before the I'm end of gonna the season. going to slap her. Yeah. Who? No, I'm Vi. Oh, I thought you did. Yeah. No, she's going to do it. I don't know. I don't see that coming. Somebody uh, got to get slapped. She deserves it. <laughs> and I don't even condone, but my word. Oh. And Nova's, Nova's like examples. Like, she was saying, you know, I and I put in the book how I got... Too sweet arrested. And like, that's one of the weakest. Yeah. Oh, that was so that she, weak. She, Did you like, put in the book that you were sleeping with the married cop? Right. She used okay. to have that in there. She used to have She's have that in there. She used to have his name in there. Names. She needs like, Reagan Gomez Wait. Preston in there and her bisexual uh, yeah. encounters, proclivities. How is the too sweet thing her fault? I don't get that. It's well, not she, her fault. I mean, uh-huh. she's, yeah. she said it was her fault. So she feels She's like, I sold too sweet some weed. He sold it to somebody else and got caught. It's my fault. I mean, and that's more self-righteous. Like, you're going to really make your Yourself a part of this situation, narcissist. Right. Yeah. She sold it to the guy that sold it to, to Too guy, Sweet. Right. Like she ain't even, it ain't even direct right. contact. Right. She never yeah. turned herself in. She ever turned herself in? I'm no. never wrong, guys. Okay. Never wrong. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gonna have to come up with a better story than that Too Sweet one. Uh, if she gonna, <laughs> if she gonna try to act like I, I gave all of our uh, details, right? Like, right. Yeah, I she want definitely have to come harder than that. Yeah, I want Remy in the book. I want, yeah. I want her oh, naming names. names. That's the best she got. She right. definitely did a disservice to yeah. all the other people <laughs> in the book. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's take a little break and uh, come back. We'll discuss uh, the rest of the episode, um, how this is going to affect uh, Aunt Vi. We saw um, Darla and Ralph Angel and Charlie spend time with their significant others. And um, yeah, you'll hear what we got to say about that. In a second, we'll be right back on Bourbon and Borderlands, Blacktastic Podcast Network. While we're taking this quick break, I want to let you listeners know that you can now reach out to the Blacktastic Podcast Network directly. Email us at the Blacktastic Podcast Network at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, if you love it, if you don't love it, or if you have a question, just hit us up. We'll read them all and we'll even respond to some on the air. The Blacktastic Podcast Network at gmail.com. That goes for any of our shows Bourbon and Border Loans, Things Go Better with PJ and Bree, and the Ill Informed Homies Podcast. Reach us at the Blacktastic Podcast Network at gmail.com. So, welcome back to Bourbon and Border Loans on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. A couple things we didn't get to yet on this episode. Yo, what, what were y'all thinking when Micah stepped off that plane? Chile. First of all, the very first thing I noticed was his side swept locks. Come on, oh side swept. <laughs> Michael was doing too much. His side swept locks and this 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 new accent that he has. It's like a deeper voice and a little Deep bit and mysterious. A, a little bit more like hood. I want to say. Mm, Michael seemed like a poser when he got off the thing. <laughs> he did. Like, he did. Trying to get like a blacker haircut. Then he came out wearing gold chains and stuff. Like, homie, that's not you. You don't wear. He had two gold chains the whole. Like, He's giving on. me very, it's very Jaden Smith. And he He's has giving a me Jaden beard. Smith. I'm like, okay, I yeah. see what's happening. It's like, here. I, I already see it. You didn't try to put on the costume. Oh, oh, man. So we don't thug, Micah. So we don't think it's authentic. Heck, no, it ain't authentic. No. He's trying to be, you know, he's, I think he's trying to fit in and, and you know, seem more... Uh, down. Down, yeah. I didn't want to use the other word because I was about to say more black. <laughs> That's going to take us to a whole other place. <laughs> right? Black. Micah is black. But more stereotypically black excuse, is what I think he's trying to seem. And it's just, it's not working for him, bro. Right from the plane, I had some hope that maybe he had grown up a little bit. Yeah. He seemed a little more self-confident. 
a little more sure of himself, like calm, uh-huh. like when he was talking to mom. And then he threw out this thing. I'm a I'm a father to two teenage boys, and he threw out this. He's he said, it's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. That's like the teenage boy. I can't cuss on here, but that's like man, that's like f you. Yeah, that's like, I want, like yeah, that's that the teenage boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. Like you think you a big deal. Like, <laughs> and who are you to tell, tell me tell, what's a big deal? Don't try to tell me what a big deal is. Mm. So yeah, so when he threw that out, I was like, oh, okay, this is where we're going with Micah mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the rest of the episode bears that out. Getting out of hand. You know, he gets into that fight with. Uh, it's a, are those his schoolmates? I mean, yeah, like, I didn't know who. Because I, I think thought, they were his former classmates I from Gardini. I, I thought I recognized one of them right. as like his friend. The mm-hmm. one I was hoping he had grown up some, but then like when he when he punched the dude for saying what everybody was thinking, I mean, everybody was like, "That's the Killmonger." It right? was though. Like, I don't understand <laughs> you know? why he was mad because here's the thing: he had already seen his black friends. Yeah. I know somebody said, "Oh, look Killmonger. at Michael with the Killmonger." <laughs> he sat in the barber chair and asked for the Killmonger, so I don't yeah. know why he's faking. Like I he know didn't. why like, is he even? He pointed to that poster. I mean, I think that you know, and what whatever you know, activities that he you know, ex- and experiences that he had over the summer, he's clearly. I'm not even going to say he's become radicalized, but maybe so. I mean, in a sense, and I think that you know his. I feel like he is trying to go so far the other direction from where he feels like he was before. Yeah. You know, he's you know always been you know a young black man, but never was really that in touch with that. You know, right now he's walking around talking about exactly. zero tolerance. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> precisely. Like, bro, anybody disrespect my blackness, I'm slapping them. And, like, I mean, he's not five he stole stole my shoe. <laughs> off break, off rip. Stole my shoe. <laughs> I was like, what? That's what I'm saying. He, that was he a hard punch he, too. He, he posing now, man. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you start stealing people, you I don't. I think he no thinks nah, he's posing. He I think that he he feels like he's. I think he feels that he's probably more authentically himself than he's ever been. Yeah, I'm guessing um, we're gonna find he's gonna find himself like in a in a in a quote unquote real black situation soon, and then he's gonna go re- revert back to being a. Oh like, my! Is what teenagers do though? He's I mean, a teenager, exactly, and that's what teenage little angsty. Right. I think I know everything. I'm reinventing myself. And that's my and that's my point. I think a lot of this is just teenage territory and he's just trying to figure it out. And teenagers, you know, they they you know, they try some things out. You sound real old right now. I listen. <laughs> <laughs> you live and you learn. Um, but I don't wanna completely write it off. It's just the phase. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is the new Micah. Um, Boy, so he ain't here for no disrespect. No, that's what he said, Micah. But it's not new though. He no still, at, I think it was Shawnee who said in the earlier episode, he out here wilding for respect. He's he still is. doing that's that. One hundred percent. It's just, just taking a slightly different form. I mean, he's he has absolutely been violated, and I think that he is trying to, you know, reclaim that respect and that dignity in whatever way that he can. And so, if that means slapping a few white people. <laughs> <laughs> then fine, but I mean, again, though. But then, but, but hold that's, up, but that's but also, also a testament but you to the also privilege told that he the story has. about when you peed on yourself. Yeah, when you was really when when when, yeah. when it was really going down, <laughs> you peed on yourself. I bet that's in the book. <laughs> I bet that's in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. Hey, if it's in the book, he gonna hate Nova. <laughs> that's gonna turn him against Nova if that's in the book. Because that was a, that was the pivotal moment for him. He was like, "Oh, I Nova was had my back. Yeah. She gave me a shirt the time." And so, whatever experiences he's had, he now feels empowered to make moves like that but again I think that's also a testament to the privilege he has because if that was anybody else Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be locked up. Like you have that insulation of, you know, parents that'll ride for you and people who can call lawyers and, you know, the money and the means to, you know, get in and out of situations and whatever it is. And so, I mean, he's still benefiting from privilege, you know, and trying so hard to distance himself from the life that he seems to be, you know, so ashamed of not conforming to the man's standards and don't want to fit into this, you know, mold. Like he's still very much benefiting from that system. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. We'll see what happens with Micah. I feel like he's going to go progressively down. The, I want to see how he's impacted by the book. I don't know if he, I don't know. On one hand, I think that he could be pushed further away from his mom. I think on another hand, it's possible, especially with all the stuff that she said about everybody else, he might look at her funny. Mm-hmm. And so maybe So do, drives- do, do we think she said something about Micah? What's yeah. our prediction? Oh, 100%. If she says something, something about Blue, next, something- she says something about Micah. Right, no, but even with the stuff that, that Charlie's afraid is going to get back to Micah. Right. 
the stuff that she put in there about blue. Like right. Mike is Mike is gonna have to feel some kind of way about saying. that. Right, exactly. exactly. So if he don't, he's not a stand up dude. And that's yeah, yeah that'll yeah. be a, that'll really, be a yeah. test. So I mean that could have him looking at Nova sideways in the end too. But he so. gotta look at them both, right. He gotta look at them both. And sideways. so maybe he'll just feel isolated like everybody's trash. The one person who I thought, you but, know, had my back was above reproach, she's actually awful too. I feel like yeah. Nova can convince Micah that she did the right thing for the right cause. Yes, I feel like Micah's a little gullible when it comes malleable. to her. That's very true. Like Nova is able to catch capitalize on Charlie's weakness as a parent. Like, <laughs> Damn weakness. <laughs> the fact that Charlie never proactively talks to no I mean talks to Micah unless about she's anything. Reprimanding him right, unless about she's something. right, exactly. Like she doesn't get ahead of anything. So like Nova gets to talk to him first. So then yeah, so then, then mm-hmm. Charlie's on the defense all the time. Like all the time. Right. So Nova's gonna get this information to Micah. Micah's gonna confront Charlie with it. Charlie's gonna be like, ah, oh, but I'm trying to explain. And then it's like that's never the place to to argue from. Like, but she the place never to, feels it's, like it's Charlie. Is Charlie tripping though for feeling like it's some sort of competition between her and Nova for Michael for Micah's friendship? I like, think Nova why, has facilitated that. Because why is that bothering her though? That's her son. Like, she wants to. She. I mean, I think every mom, even though I. I mean, I would imagine that as a parent, you would want to feel like you're the person that your kid can come to, you know, in those tough circumstances, if they need to talk, if they need to vent. And especially if you know that you and your sister don't necessarily see eye to eye, you handle things differently. And with Charlie being the control freak that mm-hmm. she is and wanting things to go the way that she wants to go, that she wants them to go. I'm sure that that's, you know, a major pain point for her that not only is she being left in the dark, by the time she does hear about stuff like Jabri already said, like Nova's already gotten to him. And so now she has to not only undo what Nova's done, but she's doing that after like, you know, just reeling from what's going on in the first place. I feel like if if your kid confides in like a close family member, like... I think that has to, to me, that would be like a positive versus like somebody out in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would rather you confide in your uncle and have your that. uncle as your best friend it, versus you go and talk to Joe Blow uh, out in the street and about yes, stuff. But I think as a parent, like as a mom myself, I think that I want to be the one to impress my values upon my child. I want to be the influence on my child. And so... And you want yes. people around you to respect that. Exactly. exactly. And yes, you know, it's better to talk to your aunt than to talk to Joe Blow on the street. If me and your aunt don't share the same values, I don't necessarily want you being influenced by your aunt's ideas over mine. But your kid looks at you like mom, they might look at his uncle or his aunt like a friend. Which is so, natural, but I, right? think, I think that as a parent, you still would hope that your child would come to you for those types of things and that, and that you are able to... Provide influence for your child as opposed to somebody else. Yeah, I, I think that yeah, that's that's to me that's usually not reality. I know, like growing up, I mean, Probably my not. dad's cool, but like I had an older cousin who was like, you know, my closest family member who I would go and talk to about stuff. And most people do. They, right. you know, especially depending on how the parents, you know, approach being a parent. And my parents weren't like I'm the friend parent. They're like I'm the parent parent. And mine too. Mine too. <laughs> so in that case, you usually are closer to someone, you know, else in the family than than you are to your parent. But I will say same thing. My parents were like pretty strict, but I do have like an aunt. She's younger than my mom. <clears throat> but at the same and I always thought that my aunt was like the cool, like the cool aunt. But at the same time, my aunt and my mom were synced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my exactly. aunt my aunt is not gonna tell me stuff that she knows my mom is not rocking with. Exactly. So my aunt knowing that I look to her for influence is gonna make sure that she's still impressing my mom's values upon me okay. in a in, gotcha. in her in a way that I see as cool. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah, not yeah. just telling me something totally different. Yeah. yeah. I, Mike mm-hmm. out here thinking that he's doing things that Nova would approve of mm-hmm. is gonna get him locked up or worse. Exactly. Like like, you know, him feeling like he can come to Nova and explain what happened tonight and she not reprimand him at all. Yeah, like that was acceptable. Yo, the dude cut on his haircut. About how it looked like Killmonger. And it does. And dude curked <laughs> out and punched him repeatedly. Multiple times. And then he punched the next dude that came <laughs> over too. Like, yo, he can't behave that way. I I, I see. I, I think his behavior is going to change. I think in that setting, you know, he was he was able to be, you know, the the new hyped up superhero Micah. But I think. Thug Micah. Yeah, Thug Micah. But, they were, you know, they were under the bridge cooling with a, a mixed crowd. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, he getting some other types of crowds. He going to go revert back an, to the I hope Micah. Micah gets put to the real test, not with these, you know, 
little white boys, but yeah, yeah, the private school white boys, exactly. And, and even his little activist friends, they ain't really about it either. Whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So then to that note, right? Kiki wasn't for it. Like, Kiki, yeah, and she's been very clear. Kiki not gonna be here for Thug Micah. <laughs> so then, like, I, I feel like one of my predictions is one step closer to coming true. Mm. He's gonna end up gonna with, with with the activist <laughs> friend. Okay, okay. the like activist it. girl. I hate it. Kiki's gonna be like, Kiki's gonna go. Kiki's gonna draw a line in the sand. She is. I agree with you on that. And Mike's not having it. Mike's not having lines in the sand. He's gonna move on. He's gonna say, Oh, like if you're not feeling my blackness, you could bounce. Yep. Yep. That's what he Luke, that might even be a quote. That that really sounds like something Michael would say. She gonna end up calling (laughs) or he gonna end up calling her Uncle Tom or something like that. Oh man, and and she's gonna slap him. Somebody gotta get slapped. For wanting to go to the white man's institution (laughs) and you know, all all types of (laughs) things. He better not go that far. I'm gonna turn off. The whole time what's gonna be funny is he gonna find out that his grandmama white. <laughs> Listen, the whole time. He knows, I don't think he's he knows. clear. Do he know? Yeah, she came to visit and everything. Okay. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what we got next? Mm-hmm. Did y'all want to talk anything else about like Aunt Vi and how this episode sets her up for you know the future of the season? Yeah, you know, she oh, finds absolutely. the book. She finds the book. She now I thought it was interesting how she didn't go directly for it. Like mm-hmm. she's like she's in the in the office working, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Hmm, should I get that book?" Mm-hmm. And then and then she gets the book. Now the Vi I know as as soon as she talked to Hollywood, she would have gone directly back for that book. Yeah, but yeah, she, she did. I think she took Hollywood serious because he tried to. I mean, I think the way he conveyed it to her is like you know very cautionary. Like, listen, you gonna have to read that book. Nah, what happened was. Hollywood suggested that she read the book. Uh-huh. The last, the last thing she, the last thing Hollywood said to Vi was, "It's time for you to read that book, Vi." Uh-huh. That's why Vi didn't go straight for the book because Vi don't listen to nobody. <laughs> exactly. She just did the opposite. <laughs> Vi don't listen exactly. to nobody. If he would have said, "Don't read the book," she would have read it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. I mean, but I think I don't know. I think because of that, I think that I don't know. Hollywood has a way of conveying. I think he was the right person to tell her. He has a way of conveying information in a way that you receive what you need to receive from it. And I think Vi was able to take from that statement, like, I do need to read the book. Maybe I need to get settled and situated and really in a space where I can, you know, process this. And rather than, you know, doing it right now, you know, in the moment, let me take a minute. And let me really try to sit down and process this. Because that's what I got from Holly. If I was the person that he was telling that to, I don't think I would have went straight to the book either. Yeah. I probably would have been like, all right. I mean, if you say so, I guess so. So let me let me get myself together then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's what she did. I was surprised at the way Hollywood kind of handled it. I mean, I know he tries to protect Aunt Vi from stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like it was coming. Like, she was going to have to read it. That's why he told her she needed to. Yeah, but at first they were, like, plotting, like, you know, like, top secret, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, don't let Aunt Vi read. Like, she's a grown woman. She's older than all of them. Like, she's the grownest woman. Like, <laughs> like y'all are over here trying to keep the most adult person in a situation yeah. from from knowing the business. Like I think, at least as far as Hollywood was concerned, he just wanted to know what they were dealing with first so that he could be there to support Vi when she got The problem got to is it. Hollywood is trying to be super, super husband, man. I've not been saying no. He's doing too much. He's trying to get an A++. You know what I'm saying, bro? You only can get 100. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's multiple choice. You don't get no no bonus points for showing your work. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like He was doing the most. I think Vi, though, she's going to be in for a, for a little bit of a ride, though, even beyond this book. I, Jimmy Dale's clearly coming back into the picture, and that's certainly not going to sit well with yeah. her. Whatever he has to offer, whether even if he's coming com- with completely pure intentions, which I don't think is the case. I doubt that sincerely as she's, well. No, yeah, she's definitely not going to be even a little bit happy, relieved, excited to see him. And neither, right. and I don't think Hollywood is either. And so oh, I'm oh curi- I know he now. And oh, so oh, oh. I'm do, do, is Hollywood going to keep his composure? When old boy show up, I think Hollywood. Yes, I don't think so. I think for I don't the first think time so. Hollywood might so. lose it. That's yeah, an advanced prediction, so. but I think he's gonna lose. Hey, he been composed for three, four he's seasons now. Flip. I think we about to see that go I think, away. I think Hollywood's gonna give give Jimmy Dale real stern, but still calm because Hollywood is just cool like that. Uh-huh. Hollywood not gonna come out of his out of his. You know, he, you're not gonna get Hollywood upset. I think I think on the, on the first go around, I think I think my prediction is Hollywood's gonna warn him and be like, "Hey, bro, you don't have no business around here. Keep it pushing." Oh, boy's gonna push back. 
And then I think then I think we're gonna Fist see the Hollywood. Cuffs. Then we're gonna fair. see Hollywood. That's fair. That's fair. But I do expect Hollywood to be calm at first and give him like a hey man, that's in the past. You need to keep it moving before. He's, of course, Jimmy Dale not gonna be with it. He's like, I'm yeah. here. But also Hollywood got to chill because Hollywood had an incident last season where his little ex wife was making her <laughs> yes, way incident. into town. So you yeah. kind of got to relax. Well, he got to at least listen. Like <laughs> <laughs> he got to at least listen. But when Jimmy yeah. Dale, uh, you know, start acting wrong, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's gonna be a problem. Well, see, but that, that you know? incident that he had though, that wasn't any like that was him being like he didn't tell by about the, like about that mm. like. He had been, you know, kind of. But that was of, his only mistake, though. Everything right, else, he was being a good person. One hundred percent. But with Jimmy Dale showing up this time, it's not because Vi has been, in, at least as far as we know, she ain't been in contact. Nah. It's not because she's been in contact with yeah, him, right, or right. there's still some lingering connection there. Like he's just here on his own volition, yeah. trying to stir shit up. And it's like, nah, bro. Yeah, I got feeling it's gonna be extra painful, yeah. like with the with the release with of the, the book and everything. The, like right. the timing where is everybody's just going to know what off. Jimmy Dale and Vi went yeah. through because that's yeah. in the book. And, and I think, I mean, I know you can't like, you know. Great trauma, but I feel like um, Vi's story is the worst story that Nova's revealed so far. At first, I thought it was gonna be, it was Blue's story, but That's now cool. I think I think Vi's story is probably the worst story that that Nova's revealed thus far. As the adults are concerned, I well, I, just because I mean that's probably something maybe she tried to like put away 100%. in in her head and like you know and move on, and now for her to like rehash that and bring those feelings back up. Shawnee's oh, phone went I'm off. <laughs> Siri listening, y'all. The feds watching. She needs to mind her business. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, for her to like bring that back up and and you know bring those memories back to to life for her, I think like that's probably the worst so far that that we've seen story that's in the book. But I, it's plenty of other stories in the book, so she probably gonna top that. Nova okay. disgusts me. <laughs> All right, so real quick, let's run through uh, the the uh, the three uh, romantic uh, dating relationships that this episode dealt with. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. So let's see. Uh, let's start with uh, Darla and her mystery man. I, I call him Mystery Man because I, I don't think, think we, we got a name. Yeah, I, I don't remember yeah. his name. I don't either. Well, I feel, did I predict that Darla was going to get with another drug no, addict? I feel like I did. She with her, with her he, pusher. All right. So no, he said the he you said, said the a pusher. crackhead. I said a crackhead. It's the same thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe, exactly. Okay, all right. I absolutely all right. said that. So my prediction came true. I'm 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 I'm, I'm killing I'm killing on these predictions. I seen it coming. So. Yeah, I think um You also said Nova Book wasn't gonna be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of your predictions. Yet. <laughs> we, maybe, we ain't maybe, heard it yet. We may, know. Maybe the last chapter is like a, a redemption nah. chapter where she wraps all ain't this no up redemption. and ties it in. All right, anyway, back to Darla. <laughs> so I'm cool she got a new little dude. Um but you know, you know my motto. We're gonna have one screw up per relationship. <laughs> and, oh. and this is a two screw up relationship. So this is destined to fail. <laughs> so I'm guessing I'm giving this another two episodes oh before one of them is back to smoking crack. Oh uh, my <laughs> God. But yeah, hey, have fun, drink that Italian coffee while it lasts, and you know, <laughs> God bless. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> you know, I think it's good that Darla's getting back out there. Um, you know, I think that it's I think it's a good thing that he's also, you know, on that sobriety journey just as she is, because I think that they can support each other in that. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, and so I mean, I guess it's it it it's to be determined, you know, if this is something that'll, you know, last for the long haul. But um yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see her back out there. Whose idea was the Italian coffee? Because May Man didn't even like it. Like he was. <laughs> I'm sure like, it was da- Darla's was bougie. I'm Dude sure it was Darla's Darla idea. Bougie. Darla's bougie, so I'm sure she proposed the the Italian coffee idea. I think so. I mean, I thought, like you said, it was nice to see Darla out on a date, but. In the back of my mind, I'm just not really feeling it. You know, Ooh, one Darla and Ralph. Angel. I, I mean, I think I think that it's not like. You need to go out. You need somebody to make you feel good. You need somebody to tell you that you're beautiful, take you right. on a date while you're dying you. But I don't really feel like this is a, a thing. Like, So, hold up. So, my concern is, I think, because they're both recovering addicts, I feel like that's going to come up a lot for them. And I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. Like, right. having to constantly address that situation. I mean, maybe. I think that could that could go either way. I mean... An- could be a negative for obvious like who reasons. Who wants to keep being reminded that, oh, I used to be, you know, But I mean, again, I think they understand the struggle in a way that, you know, somebody who's not going through that doesn't, you know, I think 
for example, if you go out to a restaurant, you know, does the person that you're with want to order a drink? And that might be a temptation. And so I think if you all are both, you know, on that same page, you know, you're not necessarily faced with some of the temptations that, you know, yeah, good point. They can support each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go to Charlie and Romero first, but I think this one leads right into Ralph Angel and Disha a little bit better. So, what do you guys think of Ralph Angel and Disha? I like I it. Was yeah, cute. I kind of like it. I like, I like it. it. I think she's cute. I think she's nice for him. She's, she's adorable. Seen, yeah, I, I'm feeling her. Um, Disha slides to my DMs. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Charlie, you know I went cheat on you, baby. So, you, Disha and Charlie? Good <laughs> no, reason. Charlie, you know I went cheat on you. Um, but, no, nah, I think she's cool. Um, I think... The first thing when she said that she was a public defender, I thought Ralph Angel was gonna like be. In t- I thought the mm-hmm. look was intimidation, like, oh, this is a professional woman. I'm just a farmer type of thing. But it, then you know it went into the like, oh, you know, can, can you argue with women or you know mm-hmm. to have a debate with women type of thing. Yeah. But I don't know if if I think we might see later on if like her being a professional woman and him being a farmer is like a an issue for them. But I I like him. I mean, I think that's a good I think that's a good fit for him. Out of all the chicks that he's like, you know, been dating since Darla, I I think I like her for him the most. Yeah, she has Same. her own thing going on, yeah. you know. Do you think she'll be judgmental? That's what I don't I, that's think what so. I was wondering. I would hope not. I and I don't get that vibe from her. She definitely cannot judge. I mean, nah. based, based on how we met Disha, like we know Jawah <laughs> on her way, wreaking havoc. <laughs> Jawah on her way into the system. I'm just saying. Jawah is like a strong, a strong young black girl. Yeah, She's okay. gonna be a so boss. She's a, she a, a future success, Charlie. Ralph Angel is, is a success story. He's you know went to jail, got out, you know served his time, and is now you know a productive member business. of the community right. and, and, and all, helping all, people all, out. All women are not open to dating ex felons or ex. Let's, let's keep it 100. So I don't, I don't <laughs> she think doesn't know that yet, too. But does I mean, no, she, no doesn't. she doesn't. That's true. Right. So I don't think she'll be judgmental, but I'm wondering if it may be a deal breaker for, for her, her to be able to date, for her as a public defender to date someone who has the past that Ralph Angel has. And when when she said that, that's what I thought first. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's what, when he gave that look, I was like, oh, he feeling, he feeling, he feeling inadequate. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. He so feeling inadequate. I didn't think now. that it was about her, you know, being a professional woman. I thought it was about her, her job specifically. Like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. a good point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we'll see. But I like them. I like it. Mm-hmm. So we also saw Charlie spend time with Romero this week at the at the spa. Boo. I guess it was a spa. You're a hater. Romero's so lame. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, he is kind of lame. But Come on. he's definitely corny. But I think she that he it. she really does. She and, needs it. He's not threatening. She she like it because she's gonna be able to control it, the situation. But 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 she's gonna be the dude. She's no, gonna the Romero pants. be getting her together, but not in a way that she feels. Hell th- no. no not he don't get way, her together. He's like Charlie. What do you she think? Feels threatened. <laughs> Charlie, but what would you like? Able to you know relay information to her and calm her down in a way that I don't think other people have because even with yeah. again thinking about the um the book thing where she was you know obsessing over this lawsuit and I gotta fix it I gotta fix it I gotta fix it and he's just like sometimes you can't fix it honey like sometimes I you just disagree got- his advice was not strong at all hell like, no he, his advice wasn't strong he said something he said something like don't bring more attention to the book I mean that's like, but but yo, that's- she has a New York City publisher behind this book. Like, this book is going to get plenty of attention no matter what what Charlie does. No, 100%. But I think that he was right in that, like, okay, now you're suing your sister. You have this lawsuit. And so now everybody's like, so why why are you suing your sister to prevent the book from coming out? So it's almost the equivalent of her telling Ralph Angel not to read the chapter. And he went straight to the book to read the chapter. Like, you're suing your sister to not let the book come out. So now what does everybody want to do? Get a copy of that book. But you can't just let it come out because the word of mouth is going to get around. It's already gotten to the... uh, uh, to the reporter who stood up and disrespected her at the banquet, like people are getting this book. This book is Look, getting into people's hands. Romero's soft. R- Romero, he's an anti-Davis, right? So Davis is like <laughs> an alpha male. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like the big, strong athlete. You know, center of attention type of guy. And, and, and okay, cheater, whatever. <laughs> allegedly. Can't just throw allegedly on everything. I didn't see any physical video evidence. I, I'm, I'm holding my judgment for that. Uh, we don't got time to rehash. He said he hooked it up to where his boys could Davis smash. Is a he might have hinted right. that he has. He got a baby. Right. Anyway, so did you have a point to make about Romero? <laughs> right. Yeah. So Sorry. Romero is, you know, he's like the anti-Davis. He's like a little soft, you know, small, uh, you know, I'll say whatever makes you feel happy type of dude. And I think, like, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that. 
I like Romero. I definitely agree that he's corny. But again, I think he's serving the purpose that that Charlie needs right now because she's always on, 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 you know, just so intense all the time. And she's going to dominate him. He don't mind. He, he, doesn't <laughs> he doesn't mind. mind. He doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. And I think that he he just want to be her piece. Oh, he just want to be her piece. Yeah, he he with her piece I too. think that's his place. And I think he'll yeah. be her place and as soon as she's done with peace. Yeah. That's very possible. He hasn't really seen like the wrath of Charlie yet in the way that, yeah, you know, know, like Davis yet. knew what she was capable of. Remy, Remy yeah. knew what she was capable of. Yep. And he hasn't really gotten that side of her yet. And so maybe he, once he, if he does get a chance to see that, he might be like, yo, this, this lady's crazy. I can um, see that. So we'll see. I need my dog Remy to show back up and get back in the picture, man. I think uh, that's probably who I'm. Uh, it's gonna be a tough Remy one. Remy not getting back in the picture. And whose picture? Charlie's picture? Yeah, that can happen. He, he can get back in. Him, him and not uh, after you talk to my sister. They didn't smash though, did they? He got to get back on Queen Sugar first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, but no, they hinted to his existence in the first episode. He they said, said he, he was. He's coming family. back, I think. Right. So yeah. I, I think they wouldn't even bought him up if he wasn't going to come back. Yeah, yeah. I hear I that. Like they I hear that. Just let him die off. Uh, so I think they bought him up because he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably going to slap Romero a couple times. I'm going to be here for it. <laughs> <He's not> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be here for it. He's not about that life. He's not going to slap Romero. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I think Remy's going to get gangster with that boy. <laughs> all right. So we're going to take one more quick break and we're going to be right back with our ceremonial shot of bourbon for the week there will be a new champion because unfortunately boogie's cousin junior <laughs> did not appear this week <laughs> fortunately <laughs> and you can't win if you don't play we'll be no, right wait, back wait. on the black test podcast network <laughs> just want to let our black tastic fans know that the ill-informed homies podcast and things go better with pj and Bree will be returning next week Find those Blacktastic shows at the Blacktastic Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, Google Podcasts slash Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Blacktastic Podcast Network. Get ready. All right, welcome back to Bourbon and Border Loans on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. Remember that name, Bourbon and Border Loans. So we're getting ready to give our ceremonial shot of bourbon this week for the champion who won the week. Corey, you up first. We got a new champ because Boogie's cousin Junior ain't here. <laughs> so, Corey, who you got, man? Man, let me tell you what. Let me fix my seat. Hold on. <laughs> there was only one person who... Had a fantastic episode from start to finish, and that was my man, David Allen Greer. (laughs) (laughs) My man charmed the pants off of every person he met. (laughs) The boy was smooth. Every person he met left left their interaction feeling uh, great about this, feeling better about themselves than they showed up feeling. And, you know, I I, I like his uh, personality. I like what he was doing. Uh, My shot of, of bourbon goes to Jimmy Dean. Wow. Jimmy Dale. Jimmy Dale. I say, damn it. <laughs> Jimmy Dean makes sausage, bro. <laughs> That's why. I, I've been watching too many commercials. I went I went grocery shopping yesterday, and I got some Jimmy Dean sausage and, um, I can't do it. and a pack of chitlins. Goodbye. <laughs> <Dubai. laughs> right, right, Corey. Corey got Jimmy Dale. Janae, who you got? Jimmy Dale. Um, You know, I feel like I'm going to give mine to Deisha. Um, I liked her a lot. Ooh. I really like the interaction that she and Ralph Angel had. I thought that, you know, it was very, um, you know, she really was able to, you know, she wasn't intimidating. They had a very just kind of natural connection. Already exposed my man to new stuff. He got his first little mall chair massage, yeah. you know. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see, <laughs> you know, he had his shoulders all hunched up to his ears. Didn't know what was going on, honey. Um, <laughs> That's that mall chair massage. He was, he was pretty excited about that mall chair massage. He never had no massage. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to give him my shot to Deisha. We like you, honey. Shanice, who you got? Okay, before I get my shot, I just wanna I wanna shout out uh, Jamapel Ed, is it on Instagram for guessing that um, David Allen Greer's character was gonna be Aunt Vi's ex husband. So kudos to you. Can't hey. give you a shot from here, but so y'all gonna be mad at this, and in no way Uh-oh. do I condone underage drinking. But hear me out. They're gonna say what? You know how. When you have a teenager who think they big and bad and you want to just like make sure, like give them a little shot of brown liquor just to see if they can handle it. Like, oh, you think you bad? Mm-hmm. Well, take this. So so I want to give my shot of bourbon to Micah because I feel like 
wait. <laughs> I feel like Micah is like really in a season where he's feeling himself. You know, he then came back from Paris. He's enlightened. He's feeling himself. He's feeling. He got his new haircut. He got his facial hair. He got his deep voice. I feel like let me just go ahead and give Micah a shot of bourbon in the house. You know, say make sure you know how to handle it when you step out, right? So that's who my shot goes to. Micah, take the shot of bourbon and don't tell nobody. Nice, <laughs> Micah. Mind your business. I thought he. Chipri, what you got? Micah had a decent week. I mean, I no, don't... Micah was the loser of the week. <laughs> what are we talking about? I gave my rationale, Corey. He won this fight. I mean, he won the fight. He won he two fights. Win. He beat up two people. Damn. I said, <laughs> you got high standards. Exactly. Yeah. He took a private jet to get back home. Like, I mean, on, that's man. real. Michael living. His girl ain't leaving. Dang. So, you know. bourbon is getting, boy, I tell you. <laughs> so, Ralph Angel, you know, he he kept this cool when he was talking to Nova. You know, he, I mean, he expressed his anger a little bit, but he got his point across about how much Nova was hurting everybody, you know, and how much he hurt Blue. And, yeah, he shouldn't have gone over there without Charlie. Charlie told him not to go, but he went, gave away the element of surprise, but he stayed clear of his purpose and what his and what his goal was when he went over there. And he had a good week otherwise too. Like he he had a little date, nice date with Disha. That's true. He had a nice talk with Darla. You know, he You're reminded right. he reminded me how much, you know, that I still want Darla and Ralph Angel to get together. I, I thought I thought Ralph Angel handled right. that very well. Because they're cute. Yeah, I mean, One I want to screw up her relationship. No offense to Disha, Disha's adorable, mm-hmm. but I, I think I still want it back with Darla. With that being said, my shot of bourbon goes to Jimmy Dale. Hey, you hit us with a surprise. We didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Jimmy Dale. Okay, okay, Jimmy Dale. <laughs> Jimmy Dale was smooth all week. Thank now, you, thank now, you. Now, I don't know what I he's going to do there. next week. You know, I can't really say this episode. You know. It's a, this is, I hate y'all so much. Everything he touched turned into gold. This is just this is a week to week. Thing. It's the only week Jimmy y'all, Dale getting a shot of bourbon from this show. I don't want to hear from nobody who gave it to uh to Boogie's cousin Junior last week. Okay, oh, that wow. y'all, y'all got not, y'all not, got no argument. Not for that week. You know song. what I'm saying? No sir, no sir. So Jimmy Dale was smooth all week. Like like just like Corey said, everybody left the interaction feeling better about themselves. Like Hell he was yeah. he was boosting everybody up. Give me some of them ribs. Uh, I quit. You know I'm, I'm plugging everybody microphones. Jimmy Dale was the man this week. So one, two, one and one. It looks like Jimmy Dale gets our shot of bourbon for the week on the Bourbon and Borderlands podcast here on the Black Tag Yeah, Jimmy Dale podcast network. Everybody lift your bourbon to Jimmy Dale because that's how the rules go. Oh, hell, and I'm not doing this happily. <laughs> All right, so that does it, I think, for this episode of <laughs> Bourbon and Bordelones on Come the Black Tastic Podcast Network. And you know how we like to end up. Shout out to Michelle and Deggie Ocello for the best theme song on TV. Hey. Oh that is so debatable. Yeah, not, not even debatable. Wow, well, relax. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We're not going to debate it right now. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Take, Take flight. flight. Minus Corey. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Minus Corey. This, this podcast, podcast is fantastic. fantastic.